According to worldpopulationreview.com, the United States of America has one of the highest depression rates in the world, second only to the Ukraine, a country who's currently in a devastating war. This begs a question, however, what about the United States? How are their rates of depression so high? Are we just sympathetic to all of the world events, war in particular? Perhaps, but we would suggest that the biggest war that is upsetting everyone is the internal and eternal war. It's an identity war of sorts. A search for meaning, purpose, peace, and most of all, happiness. We love our happiness. The problem is, happiness never lasts. Happiness is not the same as joy. Our culture is on a constant hunt for happiness. Those who find happiness realize it only lasts for a moment, fleeing at the first sign of uncertainty and suffering. Though Christians may know better, we find ourselves wrapped up in the pursuit of happiness, and it's a manic cycle of ecstasy and misery. Is this all there is? What happened to that abundant life we were promised? Where are the streams of living water Jesus spoke of? Doesn't God want me to be happy? How can we find true joy in this life? All this coming up on episode 45 of The All of Life Show. Welcome to the All of Life Show. I am your host, Stuart White, along with my beautiful, lovely, and talented wife, Alicia White. So what is the difference between happiness and joy? Well, I would say happiness is the external reception of a, basically a pleasurable experience. Joy would be the internal state of, of being. Yeah. Joy is something that may not actually have anything to do with your external circumstances. So here's the thing. We know we can't escape suffering, right? Everyone's going to die. Everyone is going to lose someone to death, and eventually someone is going to lose you. Everyone's going to deal with sickness, pain, rejection, betrayal, and most people spend their lives running from or trying to avoid suffering, and that's perfectly understandable because it's uncomfortable, it doesn't really fit yeah. our, our uh, goal of obtaining happiness in, in life. But in the book of James, he writes, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. You guys have heard that phrase, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, Right. Well, that phrase probably does not connect with you like the expectation would be that it does because that phrase isn't really true. We all know that either we have ourselves or we've seen someone who's gone through some type of really difficult circumstance and some people don't come out of it stronger. Sometimes it breaks the person. Yeah, so sorry, Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. <laughs> so how is it that Christians can have joy and faith in suffering? Well, to know this, we can pull directly from two examples in Scripture where people had joy through suffering. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 1 through 5, the Apostle Paul writes, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and Timothy our brother, 
to the church of God that is at Corinth with all the saints who are in the whole of Achaia. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is where it gets really interesting here. He says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all, all our afflictions so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. That's a lot of comfort right there. <laughs> For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. So what this verse is, is basically saying is it's, it's giving us the heads up that we are not going to escape suffering in our life, but there is purpose in our suffering. So we, we've probably heard the term beauty from ashes, you know, that we go through difficult things, but something beautiful comes out of it. But when we're walking through it, like Paul and Timothy were, there was nothing in that circumstance that they could be happy about really. So, so how did they take that circumstance? How did they endure? How did they have joy? How did they have hope? Well, they had hope because of Jesus. They had hope in the promises that God gave to them. And it all comes down to faith, really. You believe what God is saying. And we have faith by abiding in Christ. That's right. Abiding, the, the term for abiding comes from um, Webster's Dictionary. And in Webster's, well, that's not where it comes from, but the, <laughs> yeah, I would argue it comes from scripture. But in Webster's Dictionary, it literally says that the, the definition for abide is to, to wait. Um, there's, a, there's one more definition that I loved, and it was basically the act of abiding. It is the action of resting and waiting. And I believe that Jesus used the word abide because he knew that it was going to take effort for us to sit still. It was not going to come naturally. It comes more naturally for us to try to uh, make our way on our own through our own achievements. Yeah. Uh, the reason we're depressed as a culture is because we haven't really had our faith in the right thing. We haven't been abiding. We've had no reason to have faith or abide. We've put our hope in the wrong place. Our hope is in ourselves. We're a culture who is taught that happiness comes from working hard and from our own personal achievement. And those things are fine in and of themselves. But when you are looking to them for eternal significance, it's not going to work out. So how's it been working out for you? We have more stuff, more success than any other country in history at any other time. And yet we have some of the highest unhappiness rates in depression. Uh, we're going to throw up a chart on the screen. And uh, for those of you watching on YouTube, you'll see this, this graph basically, or this description that um, Africa actually has the lowest depression rates in the entire world. But you guys know Africa also has the most poverty by worldly standards. Many of them don't have jobs. Many of them make uh, pennies a day. So how is that? How is it that Africa could have the lowest depression rates of in the world, but have uh, the the smallest amount of the things that America searches for, for our own happiness. Well, it's interesting too, you know, Africa, your dad has been working mm -hmm. in missions in Africa for a few years now, and he goes and trains pastors there. We've interviewed him on the podcast, actually. You weren't there, but I interviewed him on the podcast. And it's amazing to see that they're bringing Jesus to people. And these people who should have all the reasons to 
have the greatest level of despair and despondency, mm-hmm. have the greatest joy because they have been having their spiritual hunger met, their spiritual thirst slaked, and they are satisfied in God. So here's the thing. We can have joy. It's ultimately found in faith and hope, but only if that faith and hope is placed in the right place, if it is placed in God, in Jesus Christ. Faith is knowing that regardless of any of your external circumstances, God is good, he's trustworthy, and he's always going to work things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. That comes right from scripture. Yeah, in fact, it's Hebrews 12 too, which says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So that was the second circumstance we were telling you that we could find in scripture. The first one was Paul and Timothy and the suffering that they went through. But the second one is Jesus on the cross because Jesus walked through an immense amount of suffering. And it said he he did it with the joy set before yeah. him, with joy. And he's being, he's being literally persecuted, hung on a cross, killed for the sins that he did not commit. And he had joy. Yeah. It wasn't just the suffering of the physical torture and death that he was bearing, but actually that bearing of all of the sin, the sinless man who's never known sin, who's never known any of that, having that all poured out on him, the very wrath of God, that he counted as joy because he knew what was on the other side of that. Mm -hmm. He knew that that meant that redemption would be possible, that there would be a way. So a lot of us have this thing where we wonder, well, how can I trust that God is who he says he is and that he does what he says he's going to do. And some people will say, and a lot of this I think is from pop culture, but just have blind faith. Just take that leap of faith. If you don't know the answer to a question, a tough question, especially as far as it goes for faith, they just say, have faith. And that is a horrible answer to give, especially because God has already proven himself. He's proven himself trustworthy. And you can look in scripture and you can see, number one, his promises, number two, his provision, and number three, his power. Yeah, his promises that he would make a way, his provision that his son's death and resurrection would be enough, that he would provide the way of salvation. And then finally, his power, namely the Holy Spirit, sealing us and filling us with his very power. That is some huge stuff that he can promise us, but he didn't just say it, he actually did what he said he would do. So if faith comes from abiding, then how do we do that? Well, okay. Great question, babe. John 15, nine through 11 says, just as the father has loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and so that your joy may be made full. So how are we, Stuart and Alicia, personally experiencing true joy? Well, um, you know, we shared in the last episode about me losing my job, being let go. And to be honest, for the first week, that was something uh, that it hit me harder than I expected. I was, I was kind of shaken. And 
it was through God's grace that he really gave me um, just mercy and just Mm -hmm. love and poured stuff out that set me free from the anxiousness that I had about that. What am I going to do? You know, as we mentioned too, in the last episode, we just moved, we just bought a house. So We've, we've walked through something like this before, but it, it, it was 12 years ago. And so when you, when we, when I look back 12 years ago and think the last time that we were unemployed and didn't have any promise of an income, I know exactly what we did. We both basically, uh, put our, put our, I don't know, our thinking caps on and just figured out how are we going to hustle? How are we going to make it? You know? Um, and, and we did, we did a really good job. We, we got better jobs. We built a business. Stu found a great job making six figures. It was this, uh, this hustle in life that we, that we relied on ourselves basically to provide for ourselves. And I can honestly say, that this time around 12 years later has been a completely different experience. Yeah. Um, I think that it has been God's grace that, you know, that first time, as you mentioned, Mm -hmm. we, we went through this struggle and we looked by all appearances that we got it back together Mm -hmm. and we really pulled it together, but actually it led to some of the hardest times in our lives and in our marriage and almost the destruction of our marriage. And, and you would have thought that, no, these things should have fixed everything, but it really didn't. Babe, I told you the other day, um, as we were getting ready for the day, I feel like we've never had to, um, I, we've never worked less to get the opportunities that the Lord has put in front of us. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I feel like you and I both have just expressed this like overwhelming sense of peace. Would you agree? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you know, our circumstances um, and our perspective can be in a couple different areas, you know. We can have the perspective that we have to hustle or to provide for ourselves Mm -hmm. by hustling fast, or the Lord will show up and make our steps clear, not in our timing, Mm -hmm. but in His. How is that looking for you right now over the last... um over the last month, do you feel like you have more clarity or more confusion with what the Lord has for you next? I, I feel myself like God is just making faith so simple in these simple things. And to go back to that chart of looking in Africa, we're seeing tons of people. Uh, your dad is actually training pastors in Africa. Mm-hmm. We're seeing people getting saved there, knowing Jesus. And yeah, there are things going on there just like anywhere, uh, but they have a hope and a simpler um, faith that we could learn from Mm -hmm. because I have been realizing like, hey, wow, when I don't have all of the things that I think are important, the the job that I think is important or the income I think I should have or the ability to buy the things I want or or any of these things that are very Western, very American culture, uh, I suddenly am relying on the Lord a lot more and I'm not stressed. I'm actually in a lot of peace. I feel like God is just giving me all of this peace in spite of the fact that I should be going crazy. I should be melting down. I should be having a midlife crisis and panicking, but I'm not. I had somebody tell me just the other day, they said, so are you working at all? And I said, no. And they go, "Uh, you seem remarkably calm for somebody who doesn't have a job. And I said, I know it's weird, right? (laughs) Uh, All I can say is I 
have felt the Lord move in me and I have seen his work in me to where I'm experiencing a greater level of joy than I have in a long time. People have asked, the question you get is, okay, so what's next? What are you going to do for work? And it's kind of a funny question um, to answer when you have had a taste of um, just sitting and being with the Lord. And when you hear the Lord say, just wait, just rest. Um, It's a really hard thing to go tell somebody that because you, it, it feels like you're being irresponsible. It feels like you are not taking the the correct steps that you're not going to do what it takes to provide for your family. None of those are true. You're trying to milk unemployment. (laughs) None of those are true. Um, we like, we have been seeking after the Lord. I want, I don't want to discount the other times in our life where we've said we're seeking after the Lord, but something is different about this time. Something is, um, it's like all of our hustle has left us, but not because we don't want to hustle, but it's because we love the Lord and we want to sit in his presence and we don't want to make a move without his, without his, him being with us. What did you say the other day when we were getting ready, um, about not wanting to, well, we were we were discussing this together, and we kind of formulated this phrase, and I think this is going to become kind of a 2022, 2023, and beyond kind of mm-hmm. thing for us for a while. But we said, I would rather risk making the wrong choice but in faith than take a thousand steps confident in my own flesh. Mm-hmm. And that is true. I, I don't want to move unless the Lord is moving. And that's not because I want to sit and be lazy and do nothing. To the contrary, I really, in me, my personality type is a, a fixer. I'm a figure it outer. I'm a learner. You know, I'm going to use my own abilities, my own mind to figure out how to solve and make this better. And the Lord really hit me with this overwhelming uh, awareness of it's not going to work. That isn't enough right now. I'm going to end up feeling like I am just beating my head against a wall. And that's because that's what I would be doing. As I was looking at things and I was looking at options and just thinking, oh, what should I do? Should I go back to school? Should I study for this thing? Should I work a little harder here? I I was like, he was giving me the gift of not being able to rest in my own strength anymore. And at first it was terrifying. And I, I kept going, what is going on with me? Why do I feel like I can't do what I've always been able to do, which is, learn it, learn it quick, learn it on the fly, do, do, do well, just simply by trying. Mm. And now I'm realizing it's because he was making me rest. He was Mm. putting me in a place where I had no choice. I was surrounded and I had no way of doing anything, but trusting that he's going to provide or, or not, Mm -hmm. you know, and I choose to believe he's providing. I truly believe that, uh, the Lord has just gifted us supernaturally with like an extra dose of, of faith lately. And we just want to encourage you guys that if you are in a series, um, or a season in your life where you're struggling with something really difficult, where you're suffering, where you have big decisions to make, um, that you would do what that verse says. And then you would just rest in the love of Christ. Um, Romans 15, 13 says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope, which we know it leads to joy, guys. There it is. I mean, hope, joy, peace, believing, Mm -hmm. 
power abounding in hope. What, like all those words, like we've just been discussing them and they're all in one verse right there. It is so amazing. And just like, as, as you were reading that, I'm going like, like there's that flutter of life within me. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear the truth of the word and mm-hmm. it's better than any book you could ever read, any, yeah. you know, show you could ever see. It just comes to life inside of you. We, uh, the, we got this idea to do this podcast because I was talking with a good friend uh, on the phone and this friend actually just went through brain surgery. She has three young children um, and, and she had a tumor on her brain and so she had to get it removed, obviously. And she was just... Um, singing the Lord's praises about how this brain tumor, it could have gone so differently, but the Lord was with her and he blessed her recovery process. And she just wanted to hear more about joy. You know, it's been a hard couple of years. Uh, The pandemic was really hard to walk through. A lot of people have been through a really difficult season of time. And um, I think people are in a place right now where there's just a lack of hope and a lack of joy. And so we just want to encourage you guys that, there is joy to be found, but it will not come from trusting in ourselves, in our own achievements, in our own picking ourselves up by our own bootstraps. It will only come in trusting the Lord and resting and abiding in him. So our prayer for you guys and our prayer for ourselves is that Romans 15, 13 verse. Let's, I'm just going to read it again because it's so do. good. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. I want you guys to have joy. I want us to have joy. I want it to be something eternal that can't be taken from you, from me. And I, for one, am tired of trying to look for temporary thrills of joy that are really just cheap happiness mm-hmm. in, in disguise as something that seems important. And you can tell the things that are going to be the most joy-giving, the most life-giving, are going to be the most eternal, the things that can't be taken from you. So where are you putting your hope? Is it the God of all hope? Is he filling you with joy and peace? Or do you feel empty? Do you feel like the God of whatever thing you are worshiping at this moment that you're trusting in, the idol that you're placing your hope in, just isn't delivering Maybe you aren't even aware that that's what it is, that it's a false God giving a false hope. But it's time to just wake up to the fact that you might need to do some serious soul searching in that. Ask the Lord to bring conviction and repentance to you. Set you free from that hope that isn't hope at all. May you put your hope in the God of hope so that you can be filled with joy and peace and that you would have the power of the Holy Spirit and that you would abound in hope. So abide in Christ, guys. That's that's really our whole message right here. Yes. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we hope that you were encouraged. We are so thankful that you guys are here listening. Um, if you were encouraged, we would love for you guys to leave us a review on the Apple Podcast platform. If you're watching on YouTube, we would love it for you guys to like and subscribe and turn on your notifications so that we can, our friendly, happy faces can pop up and greet you when yeah. we make a new post. <laughs> and if you have a friend that you think, hey, I think you would enjoy this podcast, share it out. We would love that. We're not trying to grow to millions and millions or something just so that we can have numbers. Uh, We truly believe in what we're about, what we're talking about. And that is that the gospel is hope for all of life, that you have hope beyond this life, that Jesus Christ is hope. 
and that what he has given to us, he's given to you, is eternal. And so we want you guys to have that. So please, let people know. Happy Monday, guys. Have a great rest of your week. God bless. Mm -hmm.